Welcome to BS with Bethany Simcoe. This is your host, Bethany Simcoe. Very excited for today's episode. We took a little bit of a mini break last week. I got to have my very first guest on here, which was so exciting. And we have plans for other guests coming up. It's going to be so fun to talk about their journeys, talk about some other fun things, nutrition, motivation, all the things. This week, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a sensitive topic. But before that, allow me to have a little bit of time to rant because you all know what happened this week. So it's been absolute insanity these past three weeks trying to get back into my routine. End of last month, I was in like Newport and LA area with some friends, which is so fun. We were there for my friend's movie premiere. She absolutely killed it. It was such a fun experience, such a good time with the girls. And then after that, I actually was in Texas, but I wasn't staying in my apartment. I was dog sitting for a friend because they're actually moving out to Newport. So Lots of California in my life recently. And then right after that, I literally was on my way home from dog sitting. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to be home in my own bed. I think I was home for like maybe eight hours before leaving again. And so I was like, I just haven't been home in like weeks. I just want to be in my own bed. Then I booked a ticket to Utah on my way home. And I left like the next morning. So it's been insanity. I think it's like the first 24 hours that I've actually been home in three weeks. Obviously, I've had so much fun traveling and being in random places, but it is good to be home and like back in my routine. It really is. So let's talk about what happened in Utah. I'm not going to give like a crazy ton of details, but like, listen, the girls know like what we've been doing up there this week. My dad wanted me to go up. I gave you guys all the updates on TikTok. You kind of already know. My dad called me and he was like, I feel really strongly that you should come up for Easter. And I was like I don't really know you know I'm kind of trying to maybe avoid Utah a little bit right now there's someone up there Utah boy that I was like I just feel like it might be too soon for us to talk right now so my dad convinced me to come up and while I was in Utah we were able to get in contact and I was able to see him I really do feel like that was kind of like a tender mercy usually not one to believe in closure I think the way that they treat you should be the only closure that you need unfortunately in this situation he's treated me incredibly up until this point and so that was definitely hard to find closure around that we were able to have a very good discussion, talk about so many things, and we are coming away from this as very good friends with still lots of love for each other in our hearts. Obviously not the ending any of us are hoping for, but you know, at least I get to keep him as a connection in my life. Best case scenario right now. So a lot of the comments right now have been like, just move up to Utah. Like, why can't he move to Austin? You know, like you two are meant to be together. And I know that it seems like that over social media but social media is never real life you know him and I've kind of talked you know like maybe in another lifetime or you know maybe in two years like maybe there is a future for us but like I will always be a proponent of your life and your happiness comes first and then a partner is just a cherry on top you know so if I were to move to Utah there's so many factors around Utah that just make it not a happy place for me to be you know I I don't want to share too much my relationship with my family seems very stable again on the internet but that's only come from me having distance with them so growing up my relationship with my family was actually very very rocky the thing that's helped out the most is having distance and being thousands of miles away so i need to keep some boundaries up i need to keep some distance up utah is not a great place for me to be right now and the winters i just can't do the winters man like the last winter that i was there i was like that is going to be the last utah winter that i ever have to put myself through i don't know why in the world the universe brought me to someone who lives in utah and maybe that was just a brief encounter to get an incredible connection out of and you know learn the ways that i 
love to be treated and I deserve to be treated. Show myself that it's out there and hopefully show you that it's out there. Like if anything, I hope you guys have gotten some inspiration from Utah Boy and I's story to just like show you what you deserve, what's possible, what men are capable of when it comes to treating you like the absolute princess that you are. So no bad blood between us, no bad words, still respect and adore him always. Who knows what the next chapter is going to be. It can only get better from here. Let's hop right into kind of the topic at hand. We're going to do our 331 and then I'm going to start talking to you guys a little bit about my history with an eating disorder. So, oh, okay, before I get into my 331, I'm going to make this caveat a lot in this episode because eating disorders are so very easy to trigger. I want to emphasize that like this is not health advice. This is not to replace a doctor. This is not to replace a therapist. Like please go talk to someone if you are struggling. Do not take this as medical advice. If you are triggered at any point in this episode to eat less, to relapse in in behaviors that have been harmful to you, make drastic measures. Anything that is like doesn't feel right, doesn't sit right with you, please leave it at the door. Don't take it with you. Do not take anything in this episode that is going to harm or hurt you in any way. I'm not going to intentionally say anything. I'm actually going to try to be very vague with a lot of things just because I don't want you guys getting any ideas. I know how eating disorders are. You hear someone, even their bad behavior and their bad habits, and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll try that. I'm going to do my best not to trigger anyone in this episode, but seriously, at any point, run for the hills. Go eat some food. If you don't know our 331 that we do at the beginning of every episode, I'd encourage you guys to do as well is three things I'm grateful for, three things that I did well, and one thing I am working on this week. So three things I'm grateful for this week. I actually wrote down like five of them. So it's been a grateful, grateful week. I'm grateful for the resources and the lifestyle that I lead and the resources to lead that lifestyle that allows me to travel, to work from wherever. Feeling so lucky. I worked very hard to like get to this place. And I am so grateful that I get to be in a place where I can travel, where I can work, where I can have this community. I'm grateful for the sun. Sun is coming out. Summertime is around the corner, literally here. I was just up in Utah. The weather was beautiful. I'm pretty sure it was like even warmer than Texas, which is wild, but I've just been in some sunny states lately and that just like feeds my soul. Sun with like the windows down, music blasting. You've never seen a happier Bethany, I promise. I'm grateful for a new beginning. Um, I feel like this is such a new beginning right now. And if you listen to like my episode before the one with Sydney where I just talked about like the initial breakup I was just feeling so heavily this is a new beginning feeling that even more right now I finished out a journal on the plane like I literally finished a journal down to the very last page and I was able to have like some good moments to reflect because I think I've had that journal since like 2019 it was just such a crazy moment to like actually finish that out and like reflect on so many of the things and it's it's so bittersweet because so many of those Things that I wrote in there have been so hard to hear and hard to experience and hard to relive. So it's nice to be able to kind of like close those and lay them to rest and be like, you know what, Beth, you fought a good fight. Let's move to the next chapter. Take what you need to learn from those and then leave them. So I'm excited for a new chapter. I cannot wait to see what's next. Um, it, felt, it really felt like the perfect close to that. And it felt like the perfect close of that chapter and the opening to a new beginning. I also met a stranger on the plane who was going to visit his long distance fiance. And I was like, hmm, coming from visiting like my long distance, what, ex-boyfriend now? Like, that's just crazy. I feel like that was placed in my path for a reason. We had a really good conversation. Made me feel like the universe is on my side and very aware of me. The fifth thing I'm grateful for is just that I was able to make peace and be friends with Utah Boy. So strange calling him Utah Boy on here. But, you know, for his privacy, for our privacy, I already share so much about our relationship. 
keeping his personal details, keeping his name private. You guys know his name, but it's not something I like to throw around very often. But I am very grateful that I was able to make peace with him, make friends with him, and kind of move on with the situation. Some things I've done well recently are I've listened to my intuition, even when it seemed crazy. Like booking that flight to Utah, I was like, this seems absolutely batshit insane. Beth, what are you doing? We do not chase boys. We attract we don't chase you know I didn't even text him when I landed I didn't text him I booked a ticket I was like this needs to be a healthy decision this needs to be you know not you like chasing after something you can't have or trying to force something to work I was able to still be like centered but also like a little bit insane and that's like the balance we love to walk right now that song I lived literally by one republic cheesiest thing ever probably my life motto being on the phone with my dad when he's like Beth you know, do you actually like want to come home? I think it'd be awesome to like see you. I feel strongly that you should come down. I've never seen so many angel numbers like in a row. It was just insane. Like I just looked to the side of the road, addresses, car plates, signs. Like I just saw like two, two, two everywhere. I don't know exactly which that one means, but this feels like I need to go. I've stayed in a pretty good routine as I've been traveling. Like I said, I literally haven't had a normal day in like three weeks where I've been home. But I've been pretty good about like staying in a routine. I don't feel too behind right now. So I'm feeling grateful for that. I'm glad I did that well. I haven't hit any curbs lately. I would throw it in kind of as a joke. But also I was like driving when I was thinking of these things. And I was like, wow, look at me go. I haven't hit any curbs. If you guys don't know, a few weeks ago, I literally was like going to pick up Utah Boy from the airport. And the very last time he was here, I hit a curb and popped my tire. Very on brand for me. Haven't hit any curbs recently. So, you know, maybe that was all I needed to not hit any curbs was actually to pop my tire to terrify me away from all curbs ever. Actually, funny that I'm doing this episode today because I think that my body image has been really good for the past probably two, three weeks. Since I got home from California, I actually was feeling really good about my body. In California, I was surrounded by my best girlfriends. They were incredible, but like I got to see what real bodies look like. I got to see what other people eat in a day. I got to see just like reality and not just Instagram, TikTok, whatever I'm watching, like movies. There's so many things around me that are like, okay, here's what you should eat. Here's what you should look like. And it's just like me in my head shouting to an echoing room and just getting no actual feedback, getting nothing realistic to like compare to, if that makes sense. Because what you see on TikTok obviously is going to be a highlight reel. Yeah. And I know that logically, but like seeing that over and over and over again, seeing everybody's highlight reels over and over and over again, like that starts to become, that just starts to blend together and become a reality that you feel like you need to be all the time. But just seeing like real human beings and just like connecting with them and like wearing cute outfits and not really caring what my body looks like because I'm having so much fun and like not looking in mirrors, not really like watching myself as I edit and record because Watching yourself like over and over and over again during the day, like while you edit and record, it's trippy. Like it messes with your mind. It messes with your body image, staring at yourself that much. I, it was nice to like detox from that because like I would have to like record and edit super fast, like between events and stuff. So like I barely watched myself, which was really nice. And it was really nice to come home and just like feel really good about myself, even though I wasn't exercising like I quote unquote should have or eating like I should have, even though there's like no shoulds. You know what I'm saying? Like, those eating disorder thoughts, I was like, man, I haven't been working out. I haven't been eating right. I haven't been da-da-da. Like, I came home feeling good. And then when I dog sat, I think that that, that kind of got back in my head a little bit, but I was able to 
kind of take that out and be like, no, let's keep eating the foods that I enjoy. Let's, you know, keep doing moderation, being moderate in the healthy foods and the enjoyable foods that I get to eat. Then in Utah, again, it was nice to just like be around people, be out of my head because living alone gets tough, right? Like living alone, just like literally surrounded by nothing but myself and social media. So it's been really nice to have a kind of a three week reset where I got to be out of my head a little bit. So I say it's interesting that I'm recording this episode now because this is probably like the worst body image day I've had all month. If I'm being so real, like today I have not felt great. I had recording this on my schedule for today and I was like, do I really have to do this today? Do I really have to like give advice about how to get over an eating disorder if I'm not even over it? Like if I'm feeling so weird about my body today, if I'm feeling weird about like my self image today, like, is that really something I want to be recording? And then I kind of talked to myself. I was like, maybe this is the best day for me to be recording this because no other day am I going to understand that mindset more than today, especially with summer coming around right now. We're all trying to get our bikini bodies on. We're all trying to get our summer bodies on. And you are probably going harder at the gym. You're probably watching what you eat a little bit more. You're probably looking at swimsuits. You're probably thinking of vacation inspo and you are probably dreading it a little bit. There's probably a little bit of dread because I know for me, I'm like, oh dear. You know, even me, I'm like looking back at like last year. I'm like, why well, I looked so good. Like, am I going to look that good again? And those are kind of the thoughts that like, I just dread it. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. It just like was one of those things that I'm like, why can't I just eat what I want to eat no matter the season or like work out how I want to work out no matter the season without these thoughts. Honestly, part of me this year has just been like, screw it. I'm just, I'm not wearing a bikini. I'm just going to wear clothes or I'm just going to put one on and like literally never try to look good again in my life because that sounds exhausting. And it is. So with summer coming up, especially, I feel like this is a really good time for this episode just to remind you guys to be nice to your bodies, to be kind to your bodies, maybe feed you guys some good things into your brain that you may need to hear right now to kind of take some of the dread, the shame, the embarrassment, the need for control, the need for perfection around your body right now. So with bikini season coming up, here are five things that I do to prepare for bikini season, aka five things that help when disordered eating thoughts flare up. Because I don't give a shit what your body looks like in a bikini. I care a whole lot about what your mind is telling you and what your mind feels like and what it's like to be inside of your brain right now. Because your body could literally be like Sports Illustrated and your brain could be the happiest brain you ever had or the grumpiest, meanest brain you ever had. And I care so much more about the girl that's inside of your brain than the girl that I'm seeing outside. I think someone said a quote to me one time that said, your body is the least interesting thing about you. I love that. I love, 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 love that. I'm going to give a little bit more background as to what I mean by like disordered eating. Even if you have never been diagnosed with an eating disorder or you have never had treatment specifically for an eating disorder, if you've ever had like any sort of disorder thought around eating or any sort of anxiety around eating or any sort of anxiety on your body image, this episode can be for you. Okay, 100%. This is for everyone who's ever had struggles with their body image or struggles around food and over exercising and loving themselves or like wearing the outfits they want to. This is for everyone. Now, a little bit of history about my struggle with food. Um, I was talking to a therapist and I was like, why in the world do I struggle with food so badly? This has been one of the biggest struggles that I have had to work through. And I had a therapist one time say like, well, were you a dancer or a gymnast or a cheerleader? And I was like, oh, 
well, yeah, I was a gymnast and then I was a dancer and then I was a cheerleader. And they go, okay, well, it's probably been ingrained into your bones at this point, these thoughts, these patterns. So give yourself a little bit of grace as you're trying to unlearn these. If you've ever done any like sport or, you know, you had these thoughts kind of fed into your brain as a kid, give yourself some time to undo those. You, it's not like a death sentence, you know, like you are going to be okay. You're going to find a way to get around these and you're going to heal that was like the most helpful thing I've ever heard is in my brain. I was like, well, once, once an eating disorder, always an eating disorder. No, like give your, give yourself time to heal, give yourself time to get out of it. And I'm like, I always shame myself for the fact of having an eating disorder, which is crazy because eating disorders themselves are, are shaming you about eating. So it's just like a whole shame cycle, knowing that it's going to take time for me to heal. And healing is certainly not linear in this sense. Again, super comforting. So I say that to myself to remind myself because a lot of this, everything I'm saying it literally is such a reminder to myself as well. Healing is not linear. I got to be so patient with myself as I go, as the months get warmer, as the layers start coming off, be so gracious with yourself. Be so kind to yourself. Be so compassionate um, because we deserve that. We really do. So I grew up in a household where my mom was always trying some sort of diet. She was always up at 4 a.m. exercising. And I really don't think that she ever shamed me or any of my siblings about eating. So she is wonderful for that. But I think that watching her and like thinking that she was the most beautiful woman in the the entire world and then watching her cut out all sugars down to like couldn't even eat an orange or you know like on the treadmill the elliptical like every single morning and just like in my mind thinking that she was so beautiful but like seeing her not think that she was beautiful put a lot of thoughts in my mind so I'm lucky that she never shamed me but just like watching her I think I learned some things um, that I now need to unlearn same with gymnastics I remember hearing my coaches as they were like spotting us on beam as like a little you know, 10 year old, I heard them talking about girls that had quit and then gained 20 pounds and just like bad mouthing them and being like, well, that's what you get when you quit. And like, you know, you just sit around being lazy all day and just like eating whatever you want, like you're going to gain 20 pounds. And those girls would come back in and say hi. And then they would leave and the coaches would just like dog on them and just be like, did you see like how fat they were getting? All of us were just looking around being like, well, we're never going to be the girl they talk about, you know, like, a, we're never going to quit because we all were convinced we were going to the Olympics. And B, we didn't want to be talked about like that. We didn't want to be seen as lazy. You know, we didn't want to be the lazy girl that quit and gained 20 pounds. So in eighth grade, when I quit and gained like 20 pounds, I was humiliated. I was like, this is the end of the world. I think that was the first time I'd ever like actually felt depression. I think that that is when my eating disorder started because I was going through puberty and I just quit gymnastics. So it's no longer in the gym for hours upon hours upon hours. And so obviously I gained weight really quickly. Like I genuinely was just like growing into my body and I was so ashamed about that. For that, I enjoyed food so much and I'm starting to find my love for food again because I genuinely enjoy it a lot. And that's when I stopped eating. And from then I have just screwed over like my hormones and my blood sugar levels. To this day, I'm still trying to recover those and my vitamin D levels. And there's so many things that I'm still trying to recover from that. I know that I'm really getting into a lot of details here, but I just kind of like want to give you guys a sense for my story. And if your story is anything like mine, I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel heard. I want you to like pretend that I'm telling your story. Maybe some of this is going to be helpful for you to kind of like realize triggers or realize maybe places in your life that you've been like, okay, yeah, I do see how, you know, that could have been disordered eating. Because I think that's a really good point to start to 
make changes from there. Anyways, junior and senior year started to get really, really bad. Um, I'm not going to go in depth about what eating disorder specifically I had. I had two different disorders, but don't feel comfortable disclosing those right now, especially because I don't want to encourage either of those behaviors. Even saying them sometimes can be triggering, um, but they got really bad around my junior and senior year to the point where I was passing out at cheer practices. From that point, I ended up going to some specialists about it. And I have learned a lot. And when you go to like the specialist, when you go to therapy, they're going to tell you it stems from control. Um, and they'll give you like a lot of like the psychological helps. But these are five basic functioning actual things that I do. You know, obviously go to the therapist to get like all the brain stuff worked out. But here are five things that I physically do to help me through recovery. First, stop body checking. I did not realize how much I body checked until I heard a new definition of body checking. And I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was just like body checking is not just staring at yourself in the mirror and pinching your fat and saying like, I'm ugly or not just like looking at someone and being like, oh, you're this size. What size am I compared to you? That's not just what body checking is. Body checking is like trying to like touch your bones or making weird rules about what should look like what from which angle weighing yourself, things like that. So I didn't realize how much I body checked literally until I realized that looking in the mirror and staring at my stomach instead of my eyes is body checking because that's what I would do. Literally to this day, it is a conscious effort of mine being like, I tell myself like, hey, my eyes are up here. Why are you staring at my body? Why Why am I staring at my own body all the time? Like every time I look in the mirror, terrible to say, but like I don't look at my eyes. I look at my arms or my stomach or my ass or something. Like I need to look myself in the eyes. And that's been a game changer for me because I look and I meet my own eyes and I say, oh, hey, what's going on? Hey, Beth, what's up? That's been like one huge thing for me is just like meeting my eyes when I'm in the mirror. And like, even if I look in the mirror and I like stare at my stomach, immediately bring your eyes up to your eyes. That's what I do. Um, and it has helped a lot just to remind myself that like I am a human being and not just an object to be observed in the mirror. Once I kind of put that around body checking being like, oh, like every time you look in the mirror and you go directly to a body part and not not literally just like looking at your own eyes, I categorize that as body checking in my mind and it's helped me to stop doing that. I also started turning my mirrors around in my apartment. If I am having a bad body image day, I will literally turn my full length mirror around so I can't see it because I would catch myself body checking constantly. Even one second looking yourself in the mirror can just like ruin your whole day. You know, like it can just like trigger you. It can just like flip a switch to where you're kind of ruminating about it. And I was like, I just don't want to have to deal with that. So if I'm having a bad body image day, I'll literally just turn my mirror around so I don't have to deal with it. And like being around real people is so hard helpful because being on social media, being in your own head, being in your own apartment, being alone, like that's going to take you down so fast. And I say that for myself because I know it takes me down so fast. I also wrote down like kind of make an effort not to look in mirrors or reflective surfaces when you pass. Even if you see something you like, you've already taken yourself out of your previous thought into a thought about your body. So if you are like walking down the street and you are thinking to yourself and you're having a thought Immediately you look at yourself in a reflective surface and your next thought is about your body. No matter what you're thinking before, you've just forgotten that previous thought and you have enforced in your mind that your body is the most important thought. Mind will get in the habit of thinking about your body, associating your mood to it, associating your worth to it. And you're a lot more likely to be critical about your body when you look at it. It's just like reinforcing those thought patterns in your brain to think about your body and like whatever thought you were having, whatever day you were having, it just switched a little bit. You know, like you're not able to have as much room in your brain for other thoughts other than thoughts of your body. 
Which brings me to body neutrality. I don't know if there's like a whole lot of charge around this like body positivity, but for me, I have my own kind of definition of body neutrality. For me, it literally just means like taking the emphasis off of your body at all other than something as like a functioning machine. And like that sounds so weird, but like your body literally is built to function. And for me, body neutrality just means like letting that bitch work, like let her do her thing without putting so many constraints around it without associating any sort of beauty to it. Sometimes I just have to like say, okay, my body is doing its thing and it does not need to look any certain way while it's just doing its thing. And I even take the label beautiful off of it. I take the label ugly off of it. I take the label skinny. I take the label fat, like literally none of those other than this thing's keeping me alive. That thing is literally just a house where my brain keeps me alive. I think reducing it to labels is what freaks me out. When I'm thinking in like a body neutral kind of mindset, I'm not looking at other people's food, how much they're eating, what pace they're eating, what they ordered, whether it's for good or for bad, especially for permission or validation. Are they eating slower than I am? Are they eating faster than I am? Did I eat less than they did? Am I eating a healthier meal? Because I think for me, I get obsessed with macros. I get obsessed with calories. I'm making a conscious effort not to look at what people are eating, especially for permission or for validation is such a big one. Don't body check. I wrote this one just a little bit more. And for me, that's a big one. I think someone one time like complimented my hip bones. That got me in my head for months. I really shouldn't have even said that out loud because I do not want you guys to think that that's something that you need to be able to feel. It does not need to be prominent. It does not need to be anything. And I share this one specific example because it genuinely screwed up my healing because they complimented it. And then from that moment forward, I used that feeling of my hip bones as a gauge for my health, for how little I ate, for how much I exercised. The feeling of my literal skeleton has nothing to do with my health. It has nothing to do with how much I should eat or how much I should let myself rest. It's just crazy how little things like that can like just send you spiraling. So even though they complimented it and they said it was a good thing, I associated worth to it. And I was like, okay, I'm only worth if I can feel it in this certain way. I just have stopped touching my bones, my skin, things like that, staring at it in every way that I can because associating even good worth to it is associating worth to it. And that means that if that goodness is not there, it is then stripped away and it is bad. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just like gives you an approval sign that you'll always be chasing. So I'm like, if I don't even feel it in the first place, if I have no idea what it feels like, then I'll never be chasing that approval sign and I'll never make bogus decisions about my health and wellness based on some random rule that I made for myself. So it's about finding like the happiness and satisfaction with myself and my self-esteem and my abilities and who I am as a person outside of the way my body looks and feels. And this all really does kind of come down to self-esteem, which I think I'm getting a better understanding of what self-esteem actually means because I've always been like, no, I think I'm really cool. I think I'm really awesome. But then I'm like, oh, I associate my worth with how my body looks and not just associating myself with worth because I'm a beautiful human being. I think for me also incorporating snacks has been huge, like incorporating little things that I like so that I'm not just, you know, like whenever I'm out with friends, I'm like, oh, I can eat whatever I want now. Like, don't even think about it. And then I come home and feel so shitty about myself. Like, okay, honestly, screw it. I'm going to incorporate things that I like into every day of my life. So I don't feel like I'm so deprived all the time. You know, whether that's just like a little snack that I like or some sugar that I like, because I've got a freaking sweet tooth, dude. And like giving into that sweet tooth, if that is going to be the thing that stops me, helps me not to freak out at myself then I'm going to do that. If that helps me feel good about myself, I'm going to be a okay. And then back to that body neutrality, not even saying how beautiful my body looks. 
Because again, I'm saying my body needs to be beautiful. I mean, it, it works for me. It does not have to work for everyone. But my body is a living organism with shit to do. It's got a job to get done. And it really doesn't have to be pretty while it does that. I obviously still love to look nice, feel nice, you know, be clean, put on cute outfits, but that does not include starving the machine so it can no longer function just to fit within a certain perspective. That's just something I'm really trying to drill into my own brain and also realizing you don't need to be the hottest one at the gym or the hottest one in the room or have the best body. You will always look pretty much average. That is like one of the most freeing things that I've ever realized. Even if you look absolutely freaking stunning to someone, you look average. And how exhausting is it going to be for my entire life for me to try to be stunning in everyone's view just to have one person who thinks I'm average and then all that work to be for nothing. So I'm like, listen, if I am going to be average anyways, why not enjoy being a little average? You know, like why not embrace that? Why not say yes to going out to eat with my dad? Why not say yes to having a little treat after dinner? If that's going to make me happy in my soul, amazing. And I still have very healthy habits. I still have a great, strong, healthy mindset. But incorporating those things, if I'm still going to look average, like if I'm never going to be the hottest bitch on the planet, like, holy cow, that's freeing. Like, why not enjoy what I eat? You know, why not give myself some grace if I can't be perfect anyways? I don't know if that one makes sense, but I think that for me has been pretty freeing. I think that's a fun one. This is number three, correcting my thoughts in the moment. The smallest comments can always send you spiraling, like the hip bone comment, okay? And I feel really bad even like saying that. If that's triggering for you guys, please don't body check. Please don't feel that. Please don't make any rules based around your bones. Don't do it. Okay, that's literally your skeleton. I, I really want to make sure that wasn't triggering for you guys. And I really apologize if it was, but it was just kind of, you know, one example of how a really small comment can send you spiraling. It really can. One thing I've been trying not to do recently is like making comments on food in my head or, or someone around me comments on food. I try to brush it off as quickly as I humanly can because the longer I let it linger in my brain, the deeper that neural pathway is going to become and I'm going to become more used to thinking about food, associating my worth with food. Like I just try to brush that shit off as quickly as humanly possible so I don't spiral and I don't think about that. I don't give it any more room in my brain than it needs to have. Also, don't take action based off of comments. Drastic measures literally never work because I heard that comment. I was like, well, now here's what's going to happen. If you ever hear a comment, and for me, it's really hard to know if I'm having a disordered eating thought or not because it's so ingrained in my brain at this point. It's really hard for me to separate the two. So for me, one little gauge that I have used to know if I'm having a disordered eating thought or not is if I'm feeling tempted to make a drastic change in my life. If I hear a comment and I'm like, wow, I need to cut out this food group. I'm going to go on like a 10-day purge. I'm going to get my life together in 30 days. I'm going to stop eating sugar. I'm going to cut this group out or I am going to literally become a gym baddie and be in the gym for an hour a day. No exceptions. Like if I am tempted to flip a switch and like make a drastic change, I know that there is some black and white thinking in my brain that led to my eating disorder in the first place. I think that for some people, being able to make that life change is okay, but 99% of people, if you just try to like flip a switch and one day become a completely different person and get so hard on yourself for 
maybe failing in that flip. That's how I know that like whatever comment someone just made or whatever thought I just had was triggering. For me, there's a comment that someone said in like January of last year. It led to some weight loss for me, but with that weight loss came hair loss. It led to zero energy. It led to like this loss of motivation. I became incredibly strict with myself. I like did not let myself eat anything that I enjoyed. I literally was like getting down on myself for the craziest of things, over-exercising. Yes, I did lose a bit of weight, but at the same time, like I lost a lot of love and respect for myself. I lost literally my hair, so much vitamin D. Losing a few pounds is not worth your overall health. It's really, really not. I mean, you know, I was obsessed with macros, like the whole thing. Those those rules really will just creep in and get you. One thing that I did to kind of help with this, now this story kind of breaks my heart, but one day I was getting ready for the gym and I needed to eat, but I wasn't going to eat. I was like, nope, you can do this one. Like I heard the term fasted cardio one time and I was like, okay, we can do that. Beth, you're not a bodybuilder. You're not competing. There's no reason for you to be doing these absolutely insane things. There's no reason for you to follow those rules. You don't have a coach. If you do this, like it won't be safe, that kind of thing. So I heard, you know, that term and I was like, that's what I'm going to go do. And there was a voice in the back of my head that was like, please, I cannot. And it was literally the voice of younger Bethany. It was like the voice of younger Bethany being like, are we ever going to eat? Am I ever going to feel full? Am I ever going to feel satisfied? Like, can't this made me cry. She's like, I can't do another workout session feeling this week. It's like, holy cow. Like there's a girl in front of me asking to be fed and I'm telling her no, go to the gym. That's what my coaches did to me. You know, like that's what like all of those thoughts and like literally 10 year old Bethany on the beam was back and she's like, but I just want to eat. I just want to enjoy the food that I love. That gets me every time. Every time I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to keep going. Then I imagine little Bethany telling her, no, you can't eat. Go get your butt in the gym. Holy cow. No, I'm going to be like dropping everything and like making myself a nutritious, yummy meal. And like maybe a little ice cream cone afterward. If I've been good, you know what I'm saying? Like, and by good, I don't mean good by eating. I mean, good as in like other things. Food is literally just food. Just wanted to add that in there. I want to make sure that I'm always feeding myself and not punishing myself. You know, as I'm getting into this, I'm really getting into this. So again, if any of this is triggering for you, any of this is exhausting for you, please stop. Go feed yourself. Go find some nutrients or go do something that feels good for your body. So I know two and three kind of go together. Number four, it's still hard for me to like eat foods that I don't know are quote unquote safe or I don't know the macros or the calories behind. So I am branching out and learning how to like grocery shop and like cook a little bit more and like find foods that I genuinely enjoy and that I feel comfortable with and then like slowly incorporate more foods. I know that grocery shopping can honestly be super triggering and I've talked about that a little bit before. It's nice for me to be able to like have a list and go in there with a plan and I listen to music while I'm in there. I'll put my headphones in, listen to music that I like. I go in there with a plan. I know what I'm getting. I know where it's at. And I usually know what I'm making because I usually make like literally the same three things every week. But yeah, just like make it as enjoyable of an experience for yourself as you can and like try not to think too much. Listen to a podcast, listen to music and don't go hungry. And people say that because like you'll buy too much. I think for me, if I go in there hungry, I'll be like, well, you really don't need to eat these things. I'll get really down on myself. So I make sure that I'm usually fed when I go in there or I'll like grab some sushi for myself while I'm in there. Just like a little treat. I try to make grocery shopping as enjoyable as possible because it really can be so triggering to be around that much food, not know what you're making, not know what you're going to eat, like be stressed about like, oh my gosh, all this is going in my body. That can be very stressful. I totally get that. So if 
you're stressed at the grocery store, you're not the only one, you're going to be okay. I'll give some examples of like what I usually like to make. One of my favorite things right now is like eggs and avocado toast, whether that's me putting the eggs on the avocado toast or having them like separate, have a little toast on the side. That's been super yummy. Literally so easy. I'm the laziest person ever when it comes to cooking. So I load that up with like some hummus or some aioli, which is like spicy mayo. Add some garlic salt on there. Like adding as much flavor as I can really helps me to like love what I'm eating and feel comfortable and like like make eating an enjoyable process. Um, another thing I like is I have this super yummy Greek yogurt that I just get to add some like granola and raspberries in or I'll make some like overnight oats with it. Super yummy. It's the brand ratio. It has only 25 grams of protein. Obviously don't stress about macros, but like it's just kind of nice to get that amount of protein in, especially super early in the morning. I love that as a little snack. I make like a chicken and rice bowl, of course, classic chicken and rice, but I literally put like avocado, like pecans in there. I'll put apples in there, mini cucumber in there and then I'll put like lemon juice and hummus and like red pepper flakes or like whatever sauce I'm loving in the moment load it up with flavor get it in there and like those are just some like yummy things that I like to eat I'm not gonna label those as good or bad foods those are just foods that are easy for me to shop for easy for me to cook easy for me to go for I try to cook and add lots of flavor so I get nutrients and enjoyment out of food and like bring that enjoyment back to food and if I need a sweet little treat after I'll whip out a little olipop or something and I'm like uh yeah I get to satisfy my sweet tooth right now because I love myself and this would make me very happy. I love myself a sweet little drink. Ghost just came out with their glow line and their greens is actually super yummy. I usually don't like greens. They don't feel like a treat to me, but those are pretty sweet and I love that. And then last one, food is fuel. Now I'm going to rephrase that food is energy. And that phrase never made sense to me. Whenever I would open up about this, especially like on my spam page on TikTok, people always were like, Oh, Bethany, like food is fuel. Like you have to remember. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? You're telling me this, but like, I'm not a rocket ship. I know I like already mentioned like being a machine, but I'm like, I don't know what that means. I had a very interesting experience at the gym. I was benching and this nice older guy comes over. He's just kind of, he's funky. I love him. He's like one of my friends are at the gym and he offered to spot me and he was spotting me. And there was like one rep that like I was just struggling with. He's like, no, 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 you got this. You got this, like push it up. And I was like, dude, I, I like literally can't. So he had like, help me back up, you know? And, and I was just kind of like laughing it off, whatever. I was like, oh, you know, like did some other good ones. And I was like kind of proud of myself for like going to failure or whatever. And then he made the comment. He's like, man, I really thought you had that one. It really could be anything though. Sometimes that last rep, it all just comes down to like what you ate this morning. I think he said like how much you ate this morning. Something something to that effect. And I was like, oh, it was like a quick moment. It was like, oh my gosh, food is energy. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. And now I know everyone keeps telling me food is fuel. Because I may have been able to get that last rep up if I had literally eaten more that day. If like I had fueled my body more. If I'd put more energy into my body, maybe I could have gotten like that last rep up because I would have had more fuel to convert into energy. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but like that really helped me to realize that like, hey, if I'm going to go to the gym and I want to have energy later, let's put some food in here. Let's eat until satisfaction, feel good about what I'm eating so I can go to the gym, have a good ass workout, feel good about my body, get those endorphins pumping and like actually get the benefit of the gym, you know, because I'm eating enough to go and feel good. Wow. I feel like I I just said so much and I hope any of that helped and I feel like there's still so much I want to say. I think that eating disorders are such a, it's something that just kind of like touches on every aspect of your life. To any of you who are struggling with this, any sort of disorder eating, any sort of bad body image day, or maybe you're having a great body image day, 
I want to commend you for listening to this episode, for seeking help. I want to commend you for recognizing these patterns and doing everything in your power to correct them or even just like and just remembering that's not who you are. It's just something you're experiencing right now and that those thoughts are not you. They are just like that little critic inside of your brain and you can heal. You will heal. Food is not everything. I know it feels sometimes like it is literally everything and it takes up so much space in your brain, but your body is literally like the least interesting part of you. You are so much more. You are a brain, heart. You are a functioning human being with people who love you with a bright future ahead of you. And I do have to remind myself that as well. And there's so many other things that I feel like I could say, but I have already talked for so long. So as we go into these summer months, I hope you remember that you do not have to cut down on what you're eating. You don't have to make any drastic measures. You don't have to look any certain way in a bikini. You do not have to prep for bikini season. The way your body looks right now, if you feel great and if you feel healthy, that is all I could ever want for you. I would rather be out in the sun having a pool day, not feeling I'm gonna pass out, than looking quote unquote good in a bikini. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather feel happy and healthy and excited about life than to look good in a picture. And I had to remind myself when I went to Hawaii, one last little story about Hawaii. Like I shared with you guys that I was really, really stressed about going to Hawaii like back in December because I was like, I'm not even going to enjoy the trip because I'm going to be thinking about how my body's going to look in pictures the entire time. And so I started writing in my journal, you know, when I was stressed about like eating too much or like when I didn't want to finish my food. I was like, wow, I'm going to have so much energy in Hawaii. I'm going to have so much energy to do the things that I want. It's going to be so exciting. I'm going to feel so alive. My body is going to feel so invigorated. Like it's going to be so fun. So I started shifting the focus more towards how I was going to feel or how many adventures I was going to be able to have because I had so much energy because I was feeling my body. And that helped a lot with that anxiety. But just remember that like anxiety is about your body, especially like going on vacation and stuff. It's it's normal. You're not weird. You're not crazy. Like you're going to be okay. We are both going to be okay. These are still things that I have to remind myself all the time. But how exciting is it that we get to heal and that we are beautiful either way or not you know maybe you don't want to be beautiful that's fine I love that maybe you just want to let your body freaking do its thing and honestly right there with you because your body does so much for you so much I know my body does so much for me and I'm trying to be kinder to myself kinder to my body and let her do her thing and not just reduce her to what she looks like so I hope you have a wonderful week and if you know you have any pool parties coming up just freaking wear all the things you want to wear and eat all the things you want to eat there and come home and eat all the things you want to eat again because your body knows what's up. Your body knows what she's doing. You can trust her and you'll be okay. I'm always on your side. I'm always on your team. Obviously, as I'm saying this, you know, like I don't think I need to be the one to tell you to eat healthy things and to be motivated and disciplined. That's not our problem. On this episode, our problem is not eating healthy, at least for me, thinking about food. I don't need the voice in my head that's like, you need to be eating better. You need to be watching what you eat. The sugar is ruining everything. Like, I don't need that voice. I need the voice that's like, hey, you got this. Your body knows what's going on. You're going to be okay. Life's going to be good. You're going to feel good. So that's me telling you right now, you are incredible. And I'm proud of us for striving for health. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully my disordered eating thoughts did not bleed into that. I tried to be careful. I think that it is definitely hard for me to be speaking on this because I do have disordered eating thoughts running around in my brain sometimes. Sometimes I say things and they're insensitive and I don't realize it. Or sometimes I say things and they are disordered and I don't realize it. So again, if there's anything in here that hurt you in any way or that made you feel like you need to be different 
than you are made you feel like you need to change your body. I apologize for that. And I hope that you remain kind to yourself and that you only make good, positive, happy, healthy changes in your life that are gentle. Word of the day, gentle. Be nice to yourself. And that's about it for today. I may come touch on some of this other stuff later, but Thanks so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful summer and you feel so good about yourself and I will see you next Tuesday. As always, I am on Instagram as BS with Bethany Simcoe or you can just like message me and chat on my normal page, which is Bethany Simcoe, Bethany spelled with two Y's. If there's ever anything you want to chat about or anything you want to hear about on the podcast, I'm always open and I will see you then. 